Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, you know him well. He is the creator and host of the Raw Sex Podcast each and every Friday. Make sure you check that out. I'm talking about none other than Cousin Damo, a.k.a. Dominique Marks. Make sure y'all following Raw Sex Podcast on Instagram and as well as Raw Sex Podcast 1 on Twitter. Make sure y'all follow my man each and every Friday. He's bringing that heat for y'all. So make sure y'all checking that out. We got some good stuff planned coming up for that show. And of course, a shout out to all of the listeners worldwide and stateside. Y'all have been doing something this week. The numbers have been going off the chain, especially for these last two episodes of Erica Badu and also for the TLC episode with me and Charlie D from the Word to the Mother podcast. Thank y'all so much for everything that y'all are doing. Hey, let's keep that momentum up. We're trying to drive these numbers up like me and Damo say, you know, we want to make sure that we get out there and we spread the word out there to as many people as possible. So we can go ahead and get our due for this. We've been doing it for almost three years. So y'all keep pushing the word out there, man. I appreciate everything that y'all are doing. Really do. So we can't thank y'all enough for continuing to ride with us. Some of y'all for the whole three years we've been here and some of y'all may have just caught on, but hey, we welcome all, especially if you got love for the show. So thank you once again. A reminder out there that you can join our private Facebook community, the Vault Podcast Record Club on Facebook. Links are in the show notes and also on our page. Also, our Buy Me a Coffee, bottom left-hand corner on vaultclassicpod.com. The coffee cup highlighted in yellow. You can donate to the show monetarily. And as I mentioned, of course, you hear on the ads before the show, the podcast GPS is the boot camp of a DIY of how to podcast. I take you basically from the beginning, just from an idea, get you all the way up to your launch, and I give you all the tools to be able to create, produce, and maintain a good quality podcast and spots are filling up fast. Make sure you check out the links, of course, in our show notes. But for good measure, it's vaultclassicpod.com backslash podcast GPS. That's vaultclassicpod.com backslash podcast GPS. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics or MBTC. And I got Damo here today with me to take a look at an album that 20 years old this year. And it's an album that, uh, for those of us, um, we kind of may have glossed over it, especially when we got into the early 2000s. During that period, there really were a lot of standout projects and a lot of projects that led us into the later part of that decade, which eventually leads us to where we are now. But it's an album that nonetheless, I think, deserves its props. And I'm talking about none other than the third studio album by Brandy, Full Moon, released by Atlantic Records on March 5th, 2002. It's recorded between June to November 2001, recorded at a number of different studios, just a few of them that it was recorded at, Record One, Record Plant, Studio C, Sterling Sound, The Hit Factory, Dark Child, The Hit Factory Criteria, as well as Hartman Way, a number of different studios that this recording took place at. Runtime of 69 minutes and two seconds. Executive producers on this, none other than Dark Child himself, Rodney Jerkins, also his brother, Fred Jerkins III, or Uncle Fred, as he was known, Big Bert, Warren Campbell, Mike City, Keith Crouch, and 
Brandy herself also co-producing a lot of tracks on this as well. Three singles from Full Moon, What About Us, released in January of 02. The Full Moon title track released in April 2002. And in the fall of 2002 was He Is the Third and Final Single. So, Damo, Full Moon by Brandy. We actually meant to record this earlier in our schedule, but I had a couple of things that I wanted to make sure that I got out there, including the last episode, which is the latest one that you heard before this one, which is documenting the 25-year anniversary of the death of Biggie. So uh, we wanted to make sure we covered this one. I got Damo on to talk about this. But 20 years since Full Moon, Damo, um, I wanted to make sure we got on and talked about this. And um, it's wild because I remember when this came out, and I've been reading a lot about this album. Like the thing about with Brandy's discography and her catalog is that some people will sort of remember her early career, you know, to remember the first album, Brandy, remember the Never Say Never, which I mean, speaks for itself. People will talk about some of her later ones as well. But I think this is the one that kind of sits right in the middle. And in doing my research about this, it really kind of blows me away to think about the type of people that listened to this album and were influenced and also inspired by it. And then also to figure out what inspired this album in the first place. But, you know, we'll sort of get into that in just a second. But to talk about some of the well, background. Full, Go ahead. Was, was Full Moon her breakup with Quentin Richardson? Yeah, I don't know if it was her breakup. I think it might have been around that time when she broke up with him. Because then at, during Full Moon, she was actually pregnant with her daughter. So I know that not too long after Full Moon came out, she had her daughter that mm. June or <clears> July. But she did also in the in between this album, which was um, this and right after Never Say Never, she actually had a nervous breakdown in November of 1999. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she said she had a failed relationship, um, said that she experienced emotional abuse during this time. Um, she said she needed to rejuvenate, get her creative juices flowing and really get to be able to balance it out. Um, with some of the things that she was feeling at that time. So she got back into the studio. She did have that four-year period in between Never Say Never and recording this album. And she, she went through some things. And you can definitely tell yeah. it by listening to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell by listening to this and also reading so many of the different things as far as, like, who was inspired by this album and what this album was inspired by. Now, a quick little tidbit about the recording of this album. Now, after Rodney Jerkins first worked with... Brandy on Never Say Never. In between then, obviously, he worked with a lot of different people. And some of the folks that he worked with in between, he worked with Black. He also worked with, I believe, Michael Jackson on Invincible. And he said he was inspired by the vocals that Brandy had on this song, on this album. And also his experience being over in the clubs in Europe, the electro music, dance music, as far as him Mm. being able to produce for this album. So they linked back up and did another one. And this, to me, I think is, you know, kind of hits right on the spot. Sort of like the same thing of what they were looking to do when they were linked up first with Never Say Never. So um, I just wanted to give a little bit of a background on that. But we're going to go ahead and get into it, Adamo, and get it kicked off right now. First thoughts and reflections. So I'll kick it to you, Damo. Your first thoughts on when you listen to Full Moon, what you thought about it when you first heard it, and then your thoughts on listening to it this past week, what you think now. Well, 2002, I'm just about about to become a man, <laughs> age-wise. <laughs> well, I'm already there. I think I was in the Navy, mm-hmm. 02, 02, 01, 01, I went to the Navy. Yeah, so I was in 02, I think I was in Florida. I was in Pensacola, Florida then when this young came out, mm-hmm. and uh my cousin called my yeah, my cousin called me talking about, yeah, did you get that brandy album? I was like, nah, that chase like, yo, go check that joint out. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to the, the BX grabbing the album. 
And I was like, oh, all right, Brandy doing her thing on here. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. I said, yeah, this show is all right. I used to have that show rocking in my room. Mm-hmm. You know, the girls downstairs were like, yo, what the hell are you playing up there? I was yeah. like, oh, Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I was in love with a little, I had me a little chick I was in love with then. So, you know, it was, oh. a, couple of, it was a couple of little songs. I was worth it, baby. We too far from each other. <laughs> Right, so she was like, "Well, you're stupid." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, for real though." But I'm going back, listen to it. This is probably this. I would say this full moon album is probably one of her albums that I do go back to the most. Mm. So I would say this is probably one of my favorite albums of hers. Yeah. Now, now she you know she came out with that B7. What? Yeah. Last year, two years ago, that yeah. one was all right. Oh, that yeah. one was a on mm-hmm. a was a was an on a low burner for real on a low. Mm-hmm. But nobody didn't really talk about it like that. But that one was yeah. Yeah, 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 man. This album came out when I was actually at Morgan and I was getting ready to finish up my sophomore year and getting ready to go home for the summer. And so this joint came out with Brandy. And of course, you know, you listen to the music, the first singles come out, you listen to it, you watch the videos and everything. But then, you know, my sister was a big fan of Brandy. And so I remember she got the um, the CD and she came home for that summer as well for a little bit. And she came home and dubbed that joint for me. And I listened to it and I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there like, okay, so uh, well, first thing that knocked me off just off the break was just one, just the dark child, his production. And then like just seeing some of the beats, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the drum patterns and the bass lines and everything kind of blew me away. And then of course her voice, you know, kind of like I saw that she was doing some different things with her voice too, as well. Like I was noticing she kind of followed up with what she was doing on never say never, but the thing she was doing on this, I was just like, mm, okay, like, this is this is wild. And then to me, I thought even back then that it was a good balance on it. Like, you know, you had your slow, some ballad songs, like some solo songs on there, but then you had a lot of up-tempo stuff too. So when I was reading, does that Rodney got inspired by this by going over and listening to stuff in Europe and the dance clubs? I'm like, okay, this makes sense now. This is where he's getting this influence from because you hear that in the drum patterns and some of the synths that he used and the, you know, and the bass lines and everything else, I'm just like, okay, this is this reminds me of some like what the type of music they make over there. Blown away though, because this is the album that many folks, when they Brandy's nickname that we all know now, the Vocal Bible, this is where that mm-hmm. nickname came from, and it's because of what she did with the vocal arrangements and 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 doing like the background vocals, most of them by herself, you know, doing like all the different vocal mm-hmm. arrangements in the back of like, the background vocals, and really is something that is that is really inspired a lot of R&B singers. Some of the folks that followed right behind her, folks like Chris Brown, people like Luke James. Luke James says that it's a blueprint for how R&Bs in the 2000s was made after that, which is which is wild when you think about that. Someone like Melanie Fiona, India Ari, mm-hmm. Keisha Sante have all said that the vocal work in this album all inspired them when they wrote, produced, or sung. Sean Garrett as well. Sean Garrett even collaborated with Brandy on one of her later albums, you know, with Fall in Love. It's crazy. Like, listening to it back then, and even now this past week listening to it, I'm just like, yeah. See, this is the reason why singers, when they when singers talk about Brandy, like fans, you know, some of the fans might forget about her. Like, I even remember during that verses they had with Brandy and Monica, right? I was so blown mm-hmm. away how so many people were quick to jump on Monica, Team Monica, Team Monica, Team this. And I'm like, yo, like, y'all... Y'all disrespectful as shit. Like, do y'all know who we talking about here? Like, this is Brandy we talking oh, about. You know? That's, that's, that's what I, I said. I said, man, Monica can't tie Brandy's shoes when it comes to the vocals. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> All Monica does like, is yeah. Like, 
<laughs> All she does is yell. Right. When she hollering, yeah, she can sing a little bit, but singing ain't just about hollering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It ain't just about hollering. So I'm like, y'all disrespectful, man. And then like when you talk to singers and not just like professional singers, I'm talking about people, you know, that sing, sing for real. They'll tell you that, you know, how official Brandy mm, yes. is, you know? Dang. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so yeah, man. So that was really, I was blown away by it. And I thought it was a really good follow-up. And considering some of the things that we heard about that she went through in regards to, you know, breakups and then stuff getting ready to have a child, it kind of really, I think, influenced her writing on this. Because she co-wrote, I think, no less than about six songs on here. And she had a hand in producing a lot of this, too. And I think she learned a lot after working with Rodney on Never Say Never to really be inspired by her life experiences and also seeing the way he gave her the creative sort of agency to work with her vocals in on stacking her vocals, like the way she stacked her vocals on this. Mm. Crazy, man absolutely crazy so yeah i thought it was cool man i really thought it was cool i thought that as time has gone on that i see a lot more people talking about this album now than they did even back then which is wild highlights and lowlights so damo we'll start with you man give us some of your highlights and any lowlights if you have them yeah my highlights for this album i would say is you know of course he is the the total the album john full moon mm-hmm. on the low that nothing jail nothing jail <laughs> like a couple of weeks a couple of weeks back when you touch me mm-hmm. like, hey yeah i said that's the joke you put on on the playlist like back in the day put that joke on the playlist let that joke do what it do like mm-hmm. like if she don't know what's going on when she come in there yeah then, hey you might as well go ahead and abort mission <laughs> <laughs> we try to set the move right with this show right here yeah so this show right here if that's it if she, if she like oh what's this on for oh yeah we ain't about to crack go ahead you go ahead go home <laughs> ain't no lie no lie exactly yeah yeah but then like my low life would be i mean it ain't really of a low light it's just that i don't think it's the sound of her of anybody i think that's more that sound like more like timberland and Aaliyah. Mm, see, I wrote that down. Yeah, see, we thinking alike. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it does so feel a little it's, bit. It's, yeah. it's a low light, but it's not. Yeah, it's a low light, but it, it's just that the low light to it is that I don't feel like it's her. Yeah, exactly. It feels like you're trying to <laughs> like do you're something. Trying to ride away. Yeah, like you're trying to do something that's not really yours and don't belong to you, and it don't mm-hmm. really sound right with you doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. True. So my highlights. Um, obviously, to me, like I love. The duality of this album, the, the slow songs and the ballads and then the up-tempo stuff. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I mm-hmm. love, you know, the up-tempo stuff that you hear, stuff like your songs like All In Me and, you know, What About Us, obviously, and then Can We, and then a song like Even Apart or mm-hmm. It's Not Worth It, you know? Like, I love being able to hear that. Like, low, no lie, did you know that on It's Not Worth It that, that very faintly some background vocals are by none other than Michael Jackson? <laughs> No, I bet I you didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, neither did I, I until I started researching this shit, dog. No lie. And the reason being is because Michael Jackson was recording some of Invincible working with Rodney at the same time that Brandy was recording this joint. And so Rated R&B had an article talking about how when they said that in one studio, it would be Michael recording and then she'd be in another studio recording while Rodney was going back and forth. That's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, That's wild, that man. Crazy. That's wild. So, but then like you get into like the slow songs, like you mentioned, when you mm. touch me. I mean, and then like the just the feeling, <laughs> just the feeling of that song. Ooh. And then when you and then and then the touch mm. to follow it up with like this, 
You know, like you could even t- put those two together. When you yep. touch me like this. <laughs> I mean, really Brandy at her best. But then, you know, a song like He Is, um, you said like mm. nothing nothing on the low is is a banger. It is exceptional. Yeah, but then when yeah. you when you get into like the later songs, when the album starts to close out and those last few tracks, hearing a track like, you know, come a little closer. Mm-hmm. Love wouldn't count me out. Like really, those songs emotionally, like be able to like the the. It wasn't more so like electronically like influenced. It was more so acoustic. You felt like the pianos and the strings and all mm-hmm. those like instruments that really convey that type of emotion that you got out of those tracks. And then hey. the last track. Hey man. Yeah. Yeah. If you going through it. Yeah. Through a relationship and you once you get to nothing, yeah. It's over with. You oh, yeah. have your breakdown. Once you get to nothing and go all the way to the if you haven't cried over the relationship being shaky from that point to the end, yep. you're gonna be in there like why you yeah. doing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be in there going through it, man. Yeah. Cause that those last mm-hmm. few tracks, that last mm-hmm. that last third of the album will get you there. You know what I mean? That will get you there. And yeah. then and then mm-hmm. to close the album out with the PM Dawn remake for Die Without You. You know what I'm saying? We all remember that joint growing up. And yeah. it, it showed on the yep. second straight album she was willing to close her album out on a remake, on a popular remake. Because many folks may remember this mm. on Never Say Never. The last song she did in the U.S. version of it was the remake of Brian Adams' Anything I Do, I Do For You. So, mm-hmm. you know, and she did this with another classic 80s, early 90s remake remake of Die Without You by PM Dawn, man. And that actually also features Ray J, by the way, too. So family affair once mm-hmm. again. But I love the fact that there are mm-hmm. slow tracks on here and you have the, you know, the when you touch me's and the like this and the nothings and the come a little closers. And then you back that up with the uptempo mm-hmm. stuff that gets you moving like the all in me's and the can we's and the aparts and it's not worth it. But then, you know, I do have to agree with you on anybody. It's, uh, it does really sound like a, and I, and I thought Rodney would be like above this. Cause you know, I kind of feel like Rodney and Timber Timbo kind of have the, a similar sort of background when it comes to what they do with drums. But I felt like it was kind of a Timbo ripoff though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was the one thing I kind of was disappointed yeah, with in the album yeah. is that I felt like she was trying to do a little bit like what they yeah. were, they were trying to recreate what Timbo was doing with Aaliyah. And it was like, no, but Y'all, y'all got to do y'all thing. Y'all can't do their thing, you know? <laughs> so Yeah. 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 So, do what I'm, you do best. Blow, blow us away with, yeah. Blow us away with your vocals and Rodney give us that, that production yep. that we know and we love, you know? So, yeah. So that's the only thing that, the one thing, if I had to nitpick, just like what you said, if I had to nitpick, it would have to definitely be anybody. But for the most part, though, this joint is, um, wow. It's It really is something that, when you go back and look at listen to it after all yeah. these years, it's just yeah. like, man, goodness. Like to think about then, to think about all the things she was going through and um and the things that, you know, she wanted to take a role in writing this and helping to produce it. And the fact that Rodney gave her the freedom to be like, yo, vocally do yo, do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Go free, go ahead and feel free to do like what it is you want to do vocally. Like stack those vocals, do these arrangements this way. Like and the fact that she did that and people listened to it afterwards and folks were like, yo, whatever she did on that shit, that's what the fuck I need to do on my music. <laughs> and that's when you start talking about like impact and legacy and influence. Like that's when you start getting to the whole makings of a classic. When people are starting to point back like, yo, I listened to her yeah. album and this made me want to do my album and my music this way from here on out. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy, yeah. man. 
It's crazy. It really is. Mm. But but no, that's the only thing I'd have to nitpick. If it was anything, it would have to be anybody. But other than that, though, man, from track one all the way down to the end track is just like, you know, really just amazing, amazing work. Vocal work was great. Production on this was great, man. You could tell the writing was good. The writing had some definitely some emotion and feel to it. And like I said, you get to that last third of it. If you ain't going through it by then, oh, you're going to go through it in some sense, some, some respect. Mm. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, exactly. The great thing that I, that I love about what, what Brandy does is that even now, like it's, but then she debuted in 94 she can still blow. Like, that's what's crazy yeah. about it, ain't it? Like, yeah. I remember watching that uh, that show, Queens. I know you watched a little bit of that joint. Um, yeah, I watched the, I watched the whole joint. Yeah, yeah, man, that joint, Queens, with her, Eve, and Tori Naughton, and Nadine Velasquez with the rap group that they had. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of funny to see her, like, rap vocals because, you know, because I know somebody's writing those vocals yeah. for her. I don't know whether it's Cam or Jada or somebody's writing their, those lyrics for her or Eve. I don't know. But... You know it had to be one of them, you know it had to be one of them over at me. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Or Remy. Yeah. 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 So, but then, but then to hear her sing on that joint too, it's just like, man, goodness, she still got it after all these years, bro. Like she, she's still out here blowing people away with that voice. Yeah. That voice is just still, I will listen, remember listening to her during the NFC championship game. She did the, um, the national anthem and we all know how hard of a song that is to sing. And you, if you can't really sing for real, you gonna fuck that joint up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gonna fuck that joint up. But she went in that joint and she blew it down, like only she could, you know. And I was just like, damn, okay, Brandy, she still got it. Forty something years old, still got it, voice wise. Yeah, yeah. You, when you listen to that that B7 album, mm-hmm. all that vocal work that she did on there, you be like, yo, mm-hmm. hey, they they ain't, they still ain't fucking with her. Yeah, they still exactly. ain't fucking with her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they, like they, like they're singing, and then there's top tier singing. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. yeah and that's why people, I say, man, the singers, man, singers will tell you, ain't too many people messing around with with what it is that she can do vocally. And the thing that she mm-hmm. helped people inspire from this album, the stacking, like stacking her vocals like that, like yo, like yeah, she did the majority of them background vocals, maybe had some help with a, couple, a few of those tracks. Like I said, Michael Jackson did some stuff, Ray J on Die Without You came there to do some, but it's like yo, come on, man. <laughs> She's doing a majority of those background vocals, bro, and that's just insane. Because not, not many artists have that ability to be able to do that vocally to be able to stack your vocals like that just sound like it's different people singing yo so craziness and 20 something years now after this album she's still out there doing it and still it's killing the game so yeah so now we're going to get into it to close things out final verdict all right now damo so we talked about it talked about full moon let us know what you think about it man do you think it's a certified classic borderline classic classic just in this time not a classic at all. And let us know seven to 10. What are you rating it? Seven. You don't feel that strongly about it. 10. You feel very strongly about it. I'm going to go a uh, certified classic. Okay. Nine out of 10. Okay. Nine out of 10. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to go certified classic and go nine out of 10 as well. It's funny because when you look at a lot of artists that come out and she started when she was like 15 years old. <sighs> You know, if younger and now if not younger, because remember, she was, you know, acting on Thea and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff like that. And she she went through a lot of uncomfortable growth as an artist. But if you Mm -hmm. look at her as a as a singer and any singer starting in the 90s, like how many had a run like hers from that first album to this joint? 
You talk about three yeah. album runs with Brandy, Never Say Never, and then Full Moon. Like there ain't too many people you could talk about like like solo singers that had a run with her for the first three albums. Like it ain't that it ain't that many artists, period. R&B artists, period. period. Like and you know what? And I was just thinking about it's funny you said that. I was just thinking about this the other day. I want to say like Thursday. I was listening to the Dream first three albums, and I thought the same. I said, "Man, who really had a run like three straight albums that's hit like this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's one of them. I mean, you think about it off the top. I'm thinking about right now, just off the first three, Mary, obviously, you know, we're going to cover two of Mary's albums this year, both the debut, what's the four one one and share my world. Um, mm-hmm. Aaliyah, obviously her three only albums that were recorded live. The first joint, the one in a million. And then the, the Aaliyah joint, which is the last one that came out. I mean, Mariah, she's had many different three album runs in her career, yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah. So, but there's not many people out there that be here that yeah. has, and have the albums that have that staying power because we talk about any one of those three albums. We talk about this joint. We just did the Brandy original, the debut that came out like classic cuts on there, classic albums, classic production, the never say never, which we're going to cover that next year on the vault. Cause that turns 25 next year to talk about the legacy and influence that that album alone had on so many different people and then you get to this joint and then just see like the dexterity you see the growth from teenage brandy to oh just about you know adult teenage brandy to now adult brandy who's about to be a mother and you see mm-hmm. the growth in her as an artist and there's not many artists that really can take that type of growth take the pain and lumps that she's had take it and put it all into your vocals and share it with the world. And to me, I feel like she's done that as good, if not better than so many different people. And these first three albums, she killed it. And now 20 years later, even after this album has come out, she's still putting them out. I haven't heard B7 yet, but I need to check it out. Or based on the strength off of your recommendation, because you my R&B guy. So if you tell me that you're fucking with that joint, then I'm going to have to go and fuck with it. So I think I might go ahead and listen to that joint um, to see what's going on with it, man. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. There we are, boys and girls. Brandy Full Moon turns 20 this year. Just missed the anniversary, but we made sure we wanted to cover it for y'all. Make sure y'all checking that out. Read the retrospectives on this. And I just, you know, just go read some of the articles. And if you're talking about you're a fan of the R&B, like some of y'all laters, 2000s R&B fans, Jacob Lattimore, Keisha Shantae, Chris Brown, Luke James, all of them look at this album and say like, yo, what Brandy was doing on that album, that's the blueprint what many of us follow. So that should tell you yeah. about his classic status right there. And they was putting out classic music late in the 2000s. So if they was basing that off of that, y'all already know what the status of this joint is, man. So make sure y'all check out Brandy's Full Moon. Check it out. Let us know what y'all think, man. Hit us up on social media so we can keep the discussion going. And this is 99, y'all. So y'all know what's coming up. Make sure y'all check us out for our next episode after this. It's episode 100. Raw Sex already there. We follow on right behind. Like you said, we like y'all to go ahead and continue to support, man, support the shows as we both are now hitting 100 episodes and we want to keep this thing rolling. And that is going to wrap things up here on The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our host on the Red Circle. You can also visit us on our website on vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. You can go there, check out the episodes, leave a review. You can also leave us a voicemail with the blue microphone shaded in blue. 
on the right hand side of the page go there show us some love check us out also you can get to the vault podcast record club facebook community by going to the links there on the page go ahead join the community answer some questions in your end also make sure y'all are going to our buy me a coffee to support the show monetarily make sure that we can keep things going and make sure that the vault continues to remain open and last but not least the podcast gps our diy podcast boot camp where you can learn how to podcast and do it all yourself we take you from your idea of a podcast up to your launch and teach you how to start maintain and continue to have a good quality podcast all with the tips and tricks that i have done to help out the vault podcast and also raw sex to let teach you what it is that we do so that you can do it as well and again, you can reach us on social media at Vault Classic Pod on Instagram, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and on YouTube and Facebook, the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. Like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us on social media. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into the vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com.